Well, we have, um, we've been talking through a series called Out of Control, and we've been talking about the idea that uh, in this day and age, in this season that we're living through, how it really has become apparent how not in control we are, that, you know, a lot of the, the root cause of the anxiousness and the, and the fearfulness and the maybe um, frustration, uh, the anger that we're feeling, the depression that we're feeling right now is really because we've lost control, or at least we, the control that we thought we had um, has, has kind of been removed uh, from us. And, you know, things are different now. Things are different now, and we don't always like different. As people, generally, generally speaking, we don't really like different. Uh, change can be hard for a lot of people. Uh, you know, there is a show that has been on um, for the last couple of months, and you can actually watch it for free on, um, on YouTube as well as their app. And I don't mean to like endorse this show, but quite frankly, it's amazing. Um, and it's called The Chosen. I know that uh, a lot of you have probably seen it. Um, I've watched all eight episodes and it's unreal. And essentially it's, it's the story of, of Jesus calling the disciples and the, the disciples that are his chosen. Um, and it's, it's great. It's not like, um, you know, I've seen a lot of movies and shows, I'm sure you have, uh, that, that are historical uh, pieces that and and they're just not really done very well or they come off very cheesy. This is not that at all. This is this is amazing. And there are some incredible things that happen on this that are straight out of scripture. It's very biblically accurate. In fact, it's probably the most biblically accurate uh, show that that I've ever seen, quite frankly. Um, and it really just speaks on on so many levels. And the, and so there's a clip from the show that I'd like you to see right now. That's going to kind of set us up for what. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And this uh, is actually a scene when Jesus calls Matthew. Um, and he calls Matthew. But I want you to notice Peter. Because we're going to be talking about Peter today. And I want you to notice his reaction to it and Jesus' response to Peter. Take a look at this clip. Matthew. Matthew, son of Alphaeus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy has done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to... What are you doing? Where do you think you're going? Guys, let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. Yes. 
didn't get it when I chose you either. But this is different. I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. I'm glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Yes. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? I grabbed it without thinking. You can put it back. No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? A dinner party. I'm not welcome at dinner parties. Well, that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. So Jesus looks at Peter and he says, get used to different. Get used to different. Isn't that where we are today? Isn't that how it, how it kind of feels in many ways right now? That, that God is, is looking at us in this season of life that we're in and, and we say, but, but God, you don't understand. And he, this, this is different. And he looks at us and says, get used to different. You know, when we get control ripped away from us, when we get our control ripped away from us, do we, I've said this every week, do we focus on the problems or do we look at the opportunities? Do we look at the problems or do we look at the, the opportunities? Story that we're going to look at in scripture today um, really does kind of sum up the, the get used to different piece as well. Um, and it's really going to be focused on Peter. Um, this, this story is in the book of Matthew chapter 14 and it's going to be, uh, it, it picks up immediately after the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, and that's a story that, w- that we looked at a few weeks ago. And this picks up right after that story of the five loaves and the two fishes. And so Jesus uh, just gets done performing this miracle. And the disciples are part of it, are all part of it. And so, if you will, the service uh, concludes. And, uh, and, and this is where we pick up the story in Matthew 14, uh, beginning in verse 22. If you have your Bibles uh, or you're able to pull up the Bible app, uh, please feel free to follow along with me here. Uh, as you can pick up the sermon notes and everything right there if you just click on events in the Bible app. And you can find Connect Church uh, in Akron, Ohio. If you're not uh, watching um, in, in the local area, uh, you can certainly still find us there. And uh, follow along with me here in Matthew chapter 14. And so here's what it says. Immediately... Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. So here again, we see Jesus going off by himself to pray, the priority of prayer in his life. It says, later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Yeah, so immediately they, they freak out. The disciples freak out because they see this person walking on the lake. And it doesn't even cross their minds that it could be Jesus. It doesn't even cross their minds that it could be him. They were, they were scared to death. And you know, when you're out in the water, you really have very little control. Um, there, definitely there are ways to control a boat. And I'm sure that these guys, being fishermen, knew how to control a boat probably better than, than anybody else around. But at the same time, a lot of your control is, uh, is, is ripped from you when you're out in the boat. And especially when the weather starts picking up, as it did. You know, he, he sent them into the water, though. 
And that's a thing that, that they completely, that had completely left them. Jesus is the one that sent them, told them, get in the boat, go out in the water. Jesus is the one that put them in the circumstance that they were in. That is an aspect of this story that actually never crossed my mind until I read through and studied it for this particular message. You know, in scripture, there are storms that come through. And while this isn't a storm storm per se, it does say that the winds and the waves were picking up. Uh, it doesn't really describe a, a full-blown storm like it does in some of the other um, stories there. But you know, there are storms throughout scripture and whenever there are, they're, they're there for two reasons. God uses storms for one of two reasons, either correction, which would be to discipline us, or perfection, which would be to develop us. And this in many ways uh, does a little bit of both, but those are really the two primary ways that God uses storms. And here, once again, immediately following an amazing miracle that they were a part of with the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus uses this circumstance to teach another lesson again because it builds their faith. It builds their faith in an amazing way. And you know, faith is actually developed through struggle. Think about that for a minute. Faith is developed through struggle. How much faith do you have to have when things are going awesome and things are going great? You don't really have to have a whole lot, but through struggle, God develops our faith. And you know, faith is not necessarily believing in spite of having no evidence. It is that, but it's much more than that. I think a, maybe a, a better definition specifically for this would be that faith is obeying in spite of consequence. Obeying in spite of consequence. Even though I must struggle, I will obey. In many ways, that's, that's what we say when we say we have faith in Jesus. Even if there is struggle, I'm going to obey what God is calling us to do. Let's continue on with the story here. As we go to verse 27, it says, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Immediately, Jesus says that to them. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down and those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. It's an incredible story. It's an incredible story. You know, Jesus comes to us um, in unexpected ways and un in, in unexpected times. They were not thinking when they looked out that Jesus would be approaching them. Why would you? Why would your first thing be, well, I bet you he's just going to walk out on the water out to us. Like nobody, especially in that day and age and well, really in any time, why would you think, oh, here comes a dude walking on the water toward me? That's not a normal thing. God doesn't show up in the ways that we expect. That's why he's God. I don't have the mind of God, and, and it's a good thing. And that's why many times when he shows up, it's in unexpected ways that we don't see coming. And a lot of times, it's probably because our faith maybe hasn't been developed in that way, and we're not looking for him. We're not looking for him in the circumstance that way. We're looking for him to show up in the way that we think he should show up. And he shows up in a way that, 
maybe sometimes freaks us out and scares us right at first. And then when he does show up, we don't believe it. Jesus shows up in that circumstance, maybe exactly how we prayed for. Maybe it's not, but maybe it is. Regardless, God shows up and then we don't believe it. And so where's our faith then? And so we have a decision to make when that happens. We can do one of two things. We can either walk in faith or we can sink in fear. We can walk in faith or we can sink in fear. Peter walked because of his faith. He didn't even think about it. It was Jesus. If you, if you look at the text and you go back and you look how quickly he jumped out of the water. He, he jumped out in faith. But he sank in fear. He didn't sink because he lost faith. He sank because of fear. He sank because of his fear. He feared the wind and the waves and forgot who was standing right in front of him. And isn't it funny how often we do that? We will accomplish great things. You'll see people accomplish great things, but then they'll fail in the little things. How much greater is walking on, if, if you're walking on the water, why would a little bit of wind and waves freak you out? But it did, and that happens to, to us all the time. We'll accomplish something great. We'll accomplish something awesome, and then it's the little thing that pulls us aside and, and makes us sink, the little thing that makes us fear, and we forget about the amazing, huge, awesome thing that God just allowed to happen, and we freak out because of a little bit of, little bit of wind and a few little waves. Look at Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verse 17, 17 through 19, it says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. This past week, this was one of the verses for the Coffee with Connect thing that I'm doing every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on our YouTube and Facebook page. And, and looking at this, this, this verse applies uh, so well to this exact circumstance with what we're talking about because those who are followers of Jesus, we need to remember this. We need to, re to remember this verse. We need to remember this promise. Listen to me. God hears you. He hears you. He hears exactly what is going on. He is the deliverer one of his many names throughout scripture. He is the deliverer. And you know, when I'm crushed in spirit, as this verse talks about, when I get to those, to those moments where maybe I feel like I'm crushed in spirit, isn't it amazing how much louder God's voice is in those times? Isn't it amazing how much more clear that he sounds? How much more I draw to him because it forces me to my knees as we talked a few weeks ago about a trust fall to our knees and how much more I'm in communion with him and how much more I'm praying with him and how much more my perspective shifts to hear him. But it also might feel like he's silent to you. It might feel like that. There are definitely those times and those moments that you go through and things are happening and and, and it feels like God is silent. It feels like you're hearing nothing. You cry out and you reach out and it feels like all you get is crickets and you hear nothing. We forget that he is close. We forget that he is there and sometimes we mistake silence for God not being there. And that's not what it is at all. We mistake circumstances 
for God not being there. And that's not what it is at all. His ways are higher than our ways. His mentality is, is so much better and different than ours is. And we drive to this mentality, we drive to this place that says this, where we say the Lord is nowhere. We get to that place and we think, the wind and the waves are picking up. I'm out here in a boat in the middle of the water all by myself and God is nowhere to be found. I'm in this place where I've been quarantined and I'm, I'm at home and I can't go to work and I can't do this and I can't do that and, I, and all of this. And God, where are you in all of this? And you are nowhere to be found here, God. And that's how we feel. Verse 26, they thought that Jesus was a ghost because even when God shows up, they think it's something scary. They think it's something that's, that's going to take them down. And they freak out. And, and, and they, they, they say the, these are some irrational things. Instead of remembering who they were just with and what they had just seen happen. Because instead of letting God's, the amazing things that God does give us confidence, we quickly let that go from our mind and we focus on the circumstance that we're in right here, right now. And in that moment, and I'm just as guilty of that as anybody else. The disciples looked around in the middle of their struggle, in the middle of what they were in, and they said, he's nowhere. He's nowhere to be found. They forgot that Jesus is the one that actually sent them into that situation and sent them into the water. You know, during this time of, of quarantine that we've been in, God has done some amazing things. And yeah, it's easy to focus on the problems and, uh, and maybe not always look for the opportunities, but I really feel like we've tried to do our best as, as a church to focus on the opportunities. And God has done some amazing things with these opportunities that, that we've had to do church online and, and to reach people um, in, in different ways and to let technology um, help us and, and help us to reach all kinds of different people. And, and I want to give you a few things about how that's gone really, uh, just really quick. You know, this is the 10th straight week that we've done church online only. That's crazy to think. This has been 10 weeks. It's been since March 15th. But you know what? In that time, I want to tell you about some amazing things that have happened. We've had an average of about 300 plus unique views every Sunday morning during our service. Just to give you some quick math on that, that means anywhere between six to seven, possibly even 800 people are watching right now. Um, that, that's incredible to have that kind of reach. Um, probably more than that though. That's really conservative. We'd have, we've had people watching in 24 different states and five different countries. Um, we've been able to continue kids and, uh, and cubbies and youth ministry has been able to continue um, with uh, you know, an average of about 50 to 60 views on all of those every single time uh, that those go out combined. It's been great. We've had uh, two people that we know of accept Jesus as their savior who've reached out to us and said, I put my faith and trust in Christ. That's amazing. If, if, nothing, if, if, if for nothing else, these 10 weeks have been worth those two because we can't put a price on that, can we? Can you really put a price on, on someone's eternity? God has done some amazing things through this. If you watch the classic service uh, that's going to be happening tonight at 630, um, myself and Jordan Lacey, we're going to be telling you even more about some of the statistics and some of the amazing things that God has done through this time. But I wanted to just share a couple of those things with you right now because we can either, again, focus on the problems or look at the opportunities. 
And we can look at what maybe God has done through this time. And we can look at the situation that we're in. And instead of freaking out, and instead of freaking out and, and looking at this and going, God is nowhere, maybe, maybe we give God some space. And all of a sudden, the Lord is now here. Look what a little bit of space can do. We realize that maybe God has been speaking the whole time. Maybe God is, is speaking through this person or that person, through maybe a song on the radio, through one of the amazing songs that our, that our team did this morning, that our worship team did. What an incredible set that was. I know that, um, man, that's, that's, just, that's just a sermon all in itself for me. Um, all we need to do is give God a little bit of space recognize that he has been there the whole time and our, our mentality changes from the Lord is nowhere to the Lord is now here. And he is here. He is there right where you are, right in that place that you're sitting. He is with you. He is walking through this season of life that you're in right now, right there with you. We just have to reach out to him. You have to reach out and realize that he is there. It's amazing what a little bit of space can do. And so my connection point for the morning is this. Give the Lord some space. Give the Lord some space. Be amazed what happens when you do that. Even in the midst of having maybe more time than you thought you would have, struggling to try to figure out what to do with all of this. Sometimes we can get overly busy, even in these times. And we forget to give him some space. And when we give some space to the Lord and realize that he's been standing there the whole time. And when we give space to God in our lives, we, we see him. We see him more clearly. We see him through the wind and we see him through the waves and through the fog. And we see that it's really him standing there the whole time. And maybe he's appearing to you through, uh, through different people in your life. He's, he's, he, he appears to me through, through my wife who encourages me, through my, through my kids who, who sometimes challenge me. But it's still God showing up there through, um, through a friend who shares with me, through all kinds of different ways in your life where God shows up because you've given him the space to do that and you take a step back and you realize what he has already done and you don't put him in a box and you remember what he can do and what he is currently doing. He sent you into the water. He sent you into that circumstance and he's praying for you. Remember, he put the disciples in the boat, sent them out and what did he do? He went off and prayed. And not only was he praying for the ministry that he was doing, I believe he was praying for those guys as well. Knowing what was to come and the lesson that was to come and the faith that can be built through the struggle. And then he shows up in a way that they didn't expect. And maybe God is showing up in your life in a way that you didn't expect. Maybe he's standing there the whole time. 
And he's saying, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Would you bow your head and pray with me? If you're in a spot right now where where you're feeling scared and you feel like God is nowhere, trust me when I tell you that the Lord is there with you. And then maybe you just need to give him some space. And if you've never put your full faith and trust in him, I want to challenge you to maybe do that right where you are right now. To just cry out to him. Because God created you to be with him. And it's our sin that separates us from him. Jesus paid the price for your sin and for mine because we can't remove our sins. Only he can through his shed blood. And he can give us eternal life that starts right now and lasts forever. And that is available for anyone and everyone. And everyone means everyone. I want to challenge you to cry out to him right now and put your full faith and trust in him if you've never done that. And if maybe you want to know more, more about that, you can jump on our website. If you're there right now, you can scroll down. There's a, there's a place that says next steps. And you can read. And there's a video there. And maybe you can let us know if you've taken that step to know for 100% sure that you've put your full faith and trust in him. Father, thank you so much that you are always there. Thank you that you reach your hand out to us and say, take courage. Don't be afraid. It is I. Lord, you've been standing there the whole time. We just need to give you some space and realize that you've been there. Lord, help us to walk in faith and not sink in fear. Lord, remind us of the amazing things that you've done and don't let the little wind and waves that come up pull us down. Help us to keep our our focus on you, God. Lord, if there is one that is watching that has never put their faith and trust in you, God, maybe today would be the day that they do that. So Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just continue to move right now. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.